Broadcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan and DZ. Tonight, the inaugural Hot Routes episode. It's Vermont week, and we've got a very special 14-pack in honor of the 14th State of the Union, Vermont. Part one tonight, Group 5 power matchup in Central Florida, where Boise State's going to travel. Ohio State heads to Minnesota. UNC has to enter the Sandman at Virginia Tech on a Friday night. Michigan State looks to get back on track at Upstart Northwestern. Miami of Ohio gets its first crack at the biggest, baddest G5 team in the land. Indiana's going to go to Iowa and play in the sneakiest great game of the weekend. And Penn State goes to a wild scene in Madison, Wisconsin to prove that they are the second half of last season and not the team that played in the first half of last season. It is a wild story start to the college football season and you'll get our picks analysis and more next on the two drink minimum nice gentlemen that was one of the best yeah i was saying the same thing that was really good i'm not a lot of breath so you guys (laughs) oh i blacked out for a second (laughs) why what happened (laughs) uh vermont week's gonna kick off with foley brothers brewing company Checks the boxes for Hennigan. We haven't even tasted it yet. It is an Imperial IPA called Prospect out of Foley Brothers Brewing Company. Uh, DZ and I were just talking about the fact that we both have visited that brewery. Uh, good good group of dudes up there brewing beer. Uh, cool little spot off the beaten path near Killington, Vermont. Uh, cool spot. If you're up that way, get there. You know, fall foliage, peeper season is coming. All these breweries that you're coming at, uh, that we're going to come at you with, in this two-part 14 hot route picks are going to be Vermont beers. It's just a cornucopia of beer in that state. It's a great state. Get out there. Uh, get yourself uh, any of these beers and, and have yourself a great time. We're I never use the word cornucopia. With, but it's a great word. Isn't it a solid word? I'm I mean, thinking. I'm, I have you, have you done yet. the Vermont okay. beer trail? No. Well, that's why you've never used it. All right. Never. It's a perfect word to describe Do they the use Vermont it? beer trail. Do they use it in their advert in their advertisements? Uh, first of all, I think this is probably one of the best advertisements <laughs> for like the Vermont travel industry. Yes. That, that oh, we're oh. putting together. Verdict's right here. still out on that. Let's see. <laughs> we have talk we have, to me in an hour. Well, it's <laughs> been a couple minutes. <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna pour this. I'm all out of breath and just geeked up from. Uh, from from this intro and all excited to to have Vermont Week beer here. First game, Boise State is going to go to Central Florida, Bounce where house. they are five and a half point favorites. Who wants to take us out on or five Florida's and a half point? Favorite, right? uh, I'm sorry, five and a half point underdogs. UCF. Boise State is going to go to UCF as five and a half point underdogs. Pouring, speaking, go. Yeah, well, I'll jump in here. First ever matchup. I didn't realize this between really? Boise and UCF. Ooh. That's what I've got on paper. Nugget. Um, and then just just a couple of gambling tidbits for those of you that partake in that. Um, Should we have one of those advertisements at the bottom that's like, if you have trouble gambling, have you ever noticed that those articles that tell you all about like who you should pick, and then at the bottom they say, if you have trouble gambling, it's of lawyers. you should call this like That's your fault. <laughs> that's why. It's because of it's lawyers. It's like the lung cancer warning on cigarettes. Yeah. 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 Really You're well. inhaling smoke. Yeah. Well, what'd you expect? <laughs> it might not be good for you. Um but a lot of a lot of key indicators are pointing point to the over in this game. Um, total has hit the over in five of Boise State's last seven games. Um, 
Boise State also one and four against the spread in its last five, mm. and then UCF has hit the over in its last five games played in September. Uh, both these teams walking in the door, first game week one, new coaching staffs, um, two years as uh, Oregon's defensive coordinator. Um, uh, Avalos jumped over to Boise State, so he's a new coach over at Boise State, and then of course. The big move, Gus Malzahn coming over from uh, Bo Nix got him fired at Auburn, so he had to jump over to UCF. Bo Nix had to improve home, at some point. Home run higher, <laughs> where he gets maybe the most underrated quarterback in college football that like just gifted to him. Yes. Yeah, it's a nice place to be. And that's exactly where I was going in the breakdown of this game. Dylan Gabriel um, is just absolutely going to have a breakout season this year. I mean, it's not to say he hasn't had a breakout season um, fifth in the very, FBS in passing yeah. yards. I, I know, like people. The fact that people are still sleeping on this guy is criminal. But sorry, and go he's ahead. got he's got the pedigree too. And so he's a real smart guy. His dad was a quarterback at Miami in the in the eighties. So it comes Ernie from Kosar. a long line of quarterbacks. <laughs> Ernie Kosar was his dad. Um, no, I don't know. I'll look that up. Yeah. Kosar. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they also got a nice running back transfer, Isaiah Bowser. Who we thought was, you know, really should have stayed at Northwestern, but we we were a huge fan of him at Northwestern. What Better he was team doing. now, um, and and Northwestern had a great team last year, so sure. he did a lot of good things there. Um, I think UCF. Big question for UCF is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. They were one of the worst defensive teams in the country last year, uh, but they they've improved. So they've had really three stud defensive linemen come over. Uh, two of them transfers. And then one of those guys was a COVID opt-out last year. That's back this year. Uh, the big transfer is Big Cat Bryant. So he came over in a package deal with Gus. Still wearing a single digit. He's wearing number one this year for UCF. Oh. I love single digit alignment. Oh. He's wearing number one. It's going to look so good on him. But big Cat Bryant. <laughs> big Cat. So he comes out at, at, media days, at, at the media days and says he wants to prove he's the best defensive player in the country. And if anyone gets in his way, he's going to run him over. Oh, he's fired up for a big oh. season. He's excited to be in Central Kalani Florida. better be nervous. Um, I'll hold my prediction. You guys got more analysis? My, my feedback just kicked back. Monitor feedback detected. Do you want to continue because of Henny's? <laughs> just play through it. Just play, okay, we're, gonna, going, we're gonna play. We're gonna play through it. I, I, look, I, I, I'm with. I've got. I've got UCF, and I've got UCF to cover, and it, it is. I mean, you've got far more great analysis than me. I, I just like Dylan Gabriel, and I think that Gus Malzahn is a home run hire. This is the quarterback that Gus Malzahn has needed for his offense, and now he's going to have a guy that can actually run it. I do have questions about the UCF uh, defense, and you can't sleep on Hank Bachmeyer playing quarterback at Boise State. The Shaker he's, kid is a stud, won. too. He's going mean, to throw it to him. Right. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. healthy now. Yeah, it, it's, this is going to be a fun game. This is this is maybe you know one of the more underrated games of the weekend. This is a Thursday night game. 7 p.m. ESPN. We're going to start the game. We're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to do this and then go into Ohio State, Minnesota. Is that how my Thursday is going to happen? Ohio State, Minnesota is at 8, so it's the two TV kind of night Okay, so we have a two TV kind of night. chronologically? Sort of. Oh, a little bit, a little bit. Smart guy. Okay, now. So I've got Dylan Gabriel and Gus Malzahn covering. They're at home. Dylan Gabriel is just—he's played a lot of college football and he's played a lot of college football very well. UCF is tough at home. Eighteen and two straight up in their last twenty games at home. Boise. If it was out of Boise, I'd think a little differently here because I do like Mm -hmm. what Boise State 
has Brian Harson and Chris Peterson played in New Year's Six Bowls in their first seasons at the helm. So this is tough. Like the bar has been set very high there. To have to travel to Florida, bounce house your first game, five and a half points. Give me UCF. Oh, so we all got UCF. Correct, okay. sir. We all that is UCF. correct, sir. The bar has been set pretty high on this Foley Brothers for the first beer of Vermont week. This is delicious. And it's also got uh, the Henny 9% uh, flavor that he's looking for. I'm surprised UCF got the bounce house moniker for their stadium. Like Wisconsin didn't jump on that. You know, with the whole jump around. I feel like they were sleeping on that one. Wisconsin, they they literally say that the stadium shakes when they do bounce around. Mm -hmm. That you could see like the the, the bleachers bowing. It's because of the size of the women. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in hot. Was, uh, Charlie Barkley, Wisconsin, Wisconsin fan on line one. Oh, cheese. Angry and Madison, go ahead. <laughs> Ohio State's going to go to Minnesota, where, I mean, if they have big women. Minnesota, Annie. You got a problem? You got a problem oh, with, this, with the north central part of the country? Um <laughs> Ohio State's going to go to Minnesota. Ohio State's going to go to Minnesota where they are. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys are not surprised by this line. They're two touchdown favorites at Minnesota. It's a night game. Minnesota's going to be geeked. You know, that that TCG stadium or what is it? TGF stadium, whatever it's called out there. TCB bank? Yeah, it's a bank stadium. It is going to be bonkers on Thursday night for this showdown with OSU coming in. Uh, OSU is breaking in a first-year starter at quarterback. So, again, we we have these expectations of C.J. Stroud, but we don't exactly know. You know, Tanner Morgan, again, he's a guy who's played a ton of college football. Minnesota has the 2020 top running back in the Big Ten. They've got a nightmare of a matchup in wide receiver David Autumn Bell for what might be the the weakness of this Ohio State team, which is their secondary. I, I think that the – I have the talent oh, Sean, disparity. Gone. I Addition by subtraction. <laughs> I have the talent disparity ultimately winning out and Ohio State getting the W. So I don't do upset alert, but I have Minnesota covering. Uh, they roll their way to a cover, and, and they Ugh. find a way to get that, get that close. Uh, and I think that this game could – be one of those games where you tune in, you know, fourth quarter and it's still a ball game and that that talent disparity ultimately wins out with those wide receivers for Ohio State out on the edge. But I like Minnesota to be so geeked that they keep this close. What do you think, Ken? I think early on this is a tight game. I do think Ohio State pulls away here. The talent they have will be too much for Tanner Morgan, this running game, to overcome. I do want to see what Ohio State does against the pass. They were very bad last year. It was an issue. We poke fun at Sean Wade, and it's going to be nice that he's in the AFC East now. Hopefully he makes the Patriots. I assume he's going to get cut by the Patriots. That's why he was traded away. But film doesn't lie. You know what I mean? Film doesn't lie. Ohio State is 6-1 against the spread as a road favorite under Ryan Day. So I'm going to just... Keep going with that trend here. Ohio State pulls away 14 points. They, I could see that's a nice little win for them. But it will be tight for a while. Tanner Morgan and this Minnesota team isn't going to get shook early on. Stroud to these receivers. Phenomenal. Two, really two keys to the game. You know, Can Minnesota run the ball? That's a big question. Will they be able to get any yards against that Ohio State defense? Um, 
if you remember back last last uh, like marquee running back matchup that Ohio State had was in the national championship game against Najee Harris. Now I went I went back and looked at the stats because what I remember from watching that game is I thought Harris really tore him up, but he only had 79 yards in that game, two touchdowns, and then he also did a lot of work receiving the ball. That was so, where they got him. That so, was where they but got him. Really, um, if they can if they can hold Muhammad under 100 yards. They're going to be in great shape. That's sure, going to force yeah. Tanner to throw the ball. Um, but the one key guy, if we're talking about that second, that kid hits a hundred yards every single game. Yeah, he does. Yeah, if you get like, him over a hundred, he's got like hold seven him under, straight or something. That's yeah. a W. That's a absolutely w. going yeah. away. Um, absolutely. But I'm also watching Dylan Wright, number two receiver from Minnesota. Um, he was a transfer from Texas A&M. Uh, oh, top that's 100 right. recruit. I got that kid uh, coming out of high school. So he's really good, and then um, we've seen Minnesota really develop some stud like Bateman, some stud wide receivers. Sure, yeah. So I want to see what he does as as the number two guy to open up the passing game Uh, because I think really Ohio State's going to be focused on shutting down the run. They're going to sell out against the run. They are. And you got to take your shot against what we saw was a weakness last year in that Ohio State secondary. Absolutely. And Morgan's Morgan's got the chops to do it. So, again, so you have – uh, a cover? I, no, I, I like Ohio State. I think Ohio State, what they did against Najee Harris, uh, they're going to back up that effort, and they're going to shut down the run game. And win and cover. Win and cover. Win and cover. Okay, so everybody's got Ohio State on the win. Patron's got Ohio State not covering, Minnesota covering. UNC is going to go into one of the – you talk about it's going to be bonkers in Minnesota on Thursday night. UNC is going to go into Virginia Tech at Blacksburg on a Friday night. You watch this one game of at the, the most before it starts. Hostile, What's one of the most it's... hostile environments there is there can oh, possibly be. It starts at six p.m. I'm hoping they like the kickoff is at like six fifteen. They should have pushed one of the but what? Well, then you got the Big Ten game. They're sneaking in. ESPN is a double header Friday night. One of the best parts about every Virginia Tech game is Virginia Tech walking from their locker room to the field. You have to watch that whole with thing. the lunchbox. And then, you know, they're walking there. they got the lunchbox. The guy's wearing the number. And then they start playing Enter Sandman. That's one of the best parts about every Virginia Tech game. I don't want to turn on at the kickoff. I want to watch the build-up to that game. And Sam Howell having to go to Blacksburg for the first game this year. With all those new guys. With a, with a whole new, new supporting cast at the right. skill positions. It's a very interesting matchup here. But I'm going with North Carolina. Five and a half. <laughs> five and a half was surprised. I actually thought it would have been a larger spread. Yeah. My play here is the over. There's oh, going to be okay. a billion points. The last two a times... May, okay, maybe not a billion. They've combined to score 185 points in their last two games, Virginia Tech and North Carolina. So I think it's 65 or 66 points is somewhere at the yeah, over. But wasn't the one of four overtime? Well, wasn't last year score? something crazy, too? Or no, it was the Wake Forest game last year. Maybe it was an yeah. overtime game. I think that was two years ago. So I'm going the over. Sam Howell's going to... Put up a bunch of points, and I think their defense is going to give up some things too in North Carolina. Yeah. But five and a half, even though they're on the road, I like North Carolina. Yeah, here. I think it's a game in the fourth quarter. I think it's a game in the fourth quarter. But I, I, I have UNC winning. Oh, Virginia Tech's I, offense. Can I have keep UNC up. winning and covering because five and a half just isn't big enough. Five and a half's not a big enough. Oh, uh, damn! Five it, and a half is plenty big enough. Yeah. <laughs> What's maybe, the problem? Maybe for the Wisconsin women. <laughs> <laughs> Around. <laughs> But the Virginia, the Virginia Tech secondary We're talking is going to spreads, be right? is going to be a trouble point here. Yeah, they got Dorian Strong, who's a, a solid cornerback, but 
safety play is okay. Not enough for Sam Howell. He's gonna he's gonna pick him up. And I I've heard reports from their spring game that the UNC defense has really actually stepped it up and improved quite a bit. So I think they won't be as porous as they yeah. were last. Are year. there any bad reports from what spring games? Yeah. No. What if that's yes. a what there if that's are? a oh, huge yeah. oh, okay. uh oh though? What if that's a huge uh oh for the where offense they're like, where they're like UNC's defense is stepping it up? They figured out that their offense is just taking a huge step. Back. <laughs> they're just terrible. Like everything I see after spring games is yeah. all super positive. Yeah, it's so positive. Dudes leave to go to other programs. But they do. UNC has a lot better depth, and I think oh, you yeah. saw it when they they had trouble late in games last year when their fatigue was really starting to show. So I do think they're gonna they're gonna have a little bit. They're gonna have a defense that lasts the entire game. Um, so I like UNC is going to win and cover in this. And, um, the guy to watch on that UNC defense, Miles Murphy, he came in to UNC doing a squat of 325, already up to 515. He's a sophomore. He's juiced up. Shane Beaver watch begins in Blacksburg (laughs) if they get hammered here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Right. I don't. I don't see them getting hammered. I think Virginia Tech is going to be better this year than they have. No, you are hiring Virginia yeah. Tech. I forgot about that. Nine and three. Nine yeah. and three. This is one of their losses. So um, this game can kind of be for that division. This is a monster game. Monster game. If you think it's going to be division. that successful for that side of things, this is a huge game. This could be it. Yeah. You're looking late November because North Carolina beat Virginia Tech. They're able to get to that conference championship game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, next is this is the degenerate gambler game of the episode. Where we're going to talk about Michigan State versus Northwestern. 9 p.m. It's ESPN. On, just because it's on TV, it's on this list. Right. <laughs> because I mean, I don't. I, I, we're going to be watching it. I mean, I'll watch it. I know. I know. I'll, of course, I'll watch it. Uh, you know, I, I hope the Helinski. I can't believe Michigan State's plays. an underdog in this game. I want to see the Helinski play. I know. Man. That's. I'm. I'm in the same boat because I'm. You're looking at. I can't believe how much Northwestern lost. Right. I mean, you got Cam Porter just dropped out like a week ago. And, I mean, Northwestern goes through. The, they can field a really, really good team. Like, I love Pat Fitzgerald. He's a great coach. What he great has coach. done at Northwestern is amazing. Great guy. But the they don't get great pedigree at that school. And so he's like, he's got to be like a money ball guy. He's got to be like a Billy Bean where he's going to have every, you know, he's got to hit the reset button. And then every three or four years, they have a really competitive team. Sure, yeah. But that was last year. They lost a ton. And they just don't have the arsenal to, to jump back up. And they don't have like the next man up. But it speaks to Michigan they, State's they just terrible. Michigan State's awful. And they're going to be awful again. Uh, well, I, I mean, they, they, I have some They've got a new quarterback. For, for Mel Tucker. Anthony Russo. Anthony yeah, Russo. Comes Temple. 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 Comes got a new quarterback. Yeah. You got the running back. Um, was it from Wake Forest? Uh, Kenneth Walker. Yeah. So you, that kid had, what, 13 touchdowns last year for Wake? So you, they, brought, they did bring in some new guys from a team that – you know they got crushed by a few teams, but they beat Michigan and Northwestern last year. They got smoked by Iowa and Indiana yeah. and Ohio State, but they did w- beat a couple pretty and, good and teams. Mel Tucker walked in like the week before COVID shut down everything. Right, like he he couldn't even meet all of his players, and you know he's trying to run practices and recruit over Zoom. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, last year like that's a total pass for that guy. I yeah. I give him, I I don't. You know, knock him for anything. So you get a pass for year. Colorado being better after he left, or no, he doesn't get a pass for that either. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I want to see what he does year two and year three. If he's still abysmal, then then it, obviously. I mean, it, 
you, he took a job. I, I mean, his what were his job prospects? Where he took the worst job in America at the time that that job was available. I mean, that was a poisonous, toxic job to take. And he's like, raises his hand. He goes, yeah, I'll take it. That sounds great. Let me walk you into that. No, I just, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not it a believer. I'm not a believer. And I, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald, yeah, he lost some people, but he's always a sum of all parts guy. They're going to open at home on Friday night. Three points is not enough. Northwestern covers and they cover easily. Oh, covers Michigan, easily. Michigan State. I'm taking Michigan State here. Woo! Okay. Yeah. I like Michigan State. I've got the Russo Remember, and Naylor connection going on. Northwestern lost this game last year. Mm-hmm. They, did. Mm-hmm. they did. Two years ago, Northwestern you was dead last. You know who remembers last. that? Northwestern. But they were dead last two years ago. So, yes, Fitzgerald, great coach, but it's not like every year his team is at the top. Like, he has years where his team is very bad. Michigan State was the worst offensive team in the Big Ten last year. I think they averaged 18 points a game. Yeah. But the Lombardi. Rocky Lomb- was running circles right. around. All the gimmicky stuff. Rocky Lombardi is gone. The kid does come over from Temple, and he throws interceptions. The, yeah. the interception problem isn't going to go away with Russo. But I just don't understand. I don't know what's going to happen with the offense at Northwestern. The Hunter Johnson kid, look up his stats when he played in 2019 for Northwestern. Terrible. Terrible. Helinski's, Helinski's got to play. He's not going to play. I, I don't understand. He must not be good enough to play. I don't understand the Helinski <laughs> hate. He was good enough at South Carolina when he was play, playing as a freshman. He must and had not be good, good numbers. And then they bring in Colin Hill. And well, run him coach. off because he's like they're gonna bring in South Carolina brings in Colin Hill then they bring in a new coaching staff he goes to Northwestern uh, this is not Hunter's Hunter Johnson's Hunter Hunter Johnson's job he's gonna lose that job to because they lose the game uh, no they, they, they'll play both of them on Friday night and you'll see Helinski take that take that job by the reins for the win for and they the walk win. off yeah. with, okay yeah. all right I'm going Michigan State here Helinski's my guy Fitzgerald's my guy bam Northwestern but Mike Hankwitz is gone. Yeah, Dave's you understand? That's why Dave that's why picked him. Mike is gone. No he way was, Northwestern. I he bet. was actually the straw that stirred the drink yeah, the whole was. entire yeah. time. Like he a jenga, like boom. Yeah. He, he was the down, gipper. Yeah. He was the gipper. They yeah. were <laughs> for the gipper All last right. year. Okay. All right. Okay. Too so, much talk right. on that game. So we got some. We got some. <laughs> We got some differential here. Miami of Ohio at Cincinnati. Uh, by the way, a lot of passion so, for a game that we said we didn't care about. <laughs> was, was for, I said that that's was how the, you sell it, man. I said that yeah, was the degenerate gambler game. The degenerate gambler game got heated. Three points, Brad. Yeah. Miami. This definitely comes down to a missed field goal. Yeah, Miami game. of Ohio is going to go to Cincinnati. Henny, this is. I, I asked why this was even on the list. You said it's a rivalry game, and that you had some. Sweet nugget you wanted to no, get out here. So go ahead as to why oh, this you got is. Some sweet well, it's the nuggets. battle for the victory this, bell. Is this the Paul Bunyan axe? This, oh, no, no, it's the victory bell. The okay. battle for the victory bell here. You have these the in-state bell? rivals. Okay. The, like, whatever, the lifetime matchup between these two teams. Miami of Ohio has 59 wins. Cincinnati, 58. Coming oh. in to this game. Cincinnati's won 14 straight to climb back in. Roethlisberger era. Cincinnati's won 14 straight to climb back in. Jeez, they were, they were, so they were getting smoked oh, they in got up this off game. The so they got is, up off the mat. It's a rivalry game for these two teams. So you got the Gabber kid that's going to play quarterback for the Red Hawks, Miami of Ohio. But Cincinnati's what we want to talk about here. So it, yeah. it, a rivalry game, that's why we brought it in. They do have a story about a bell that they decided to make, and it goes back to when they wanted to set up a college in Cincinnati, and then the guy at Miami, Ohio, left and said, "If you, the only way you go to Miami, Ohio is if you're a drunkard, like the real people go to Cincinnati. So there's some bad blood from the late 1800s. 
Okay. Oh, love it. I know Patron's going to... Yeah. This is a Dan Patron special. Blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, we want to talk about... Head. We haven't talked about Cincinnati yet. <laughs> really, no real Cincinnati so talk here. 1400s. We've been talking about them. They're, their team went to the Little League World Series championship. We've Who been talking ta- a lot about Who? Them. Well, you know, 12-year-old baseball. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, baseball ended for me a few months ago. <laughs> and Trey Turner and Scherzer. The Nets, too. It was over. Yeah. Yeah. You've been talking to Steve from Cincinnati about, about Little League baseball? Yeah. Steve. That, Let's get into the, a the little Cincinnati. When are you guys coming out? You guys coming out? <laughs> He's going to this game. Do you know that? Well, he's definitely going to this game. Oh, yeah. All of Ohio's game. going to this game. He's going to game. every game. It's 59-58 all time. Some of to Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're looking to even the series. Yeah. Have you 18 and a half points. 18 and a half points for Cincinnati here. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Cincinnati's loaded. They're legitimately loaded. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a group five team that has... A, a greater ensemble of NFL players than I think most G five teams that we've seen in in the recent on the past. defense. You know, you've seen you, you, I, they might even have that running back from Alabama. That transfer running back from Alabama could stick on a roster. Ritter, yeah. Ritter, Ritter their could, defense has Ritter a could bunch stick of on NFL a roster. Guys. Their defense has like their secondary has three. Right. I, I mean, it, it, they they got two on the defensive line. I mean, they've got they've got NFL caliber dudes, and I don't. Recall, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. As you look back, could we say as you hearken back to those, you know, power UCF, Boise State teams, and how many NFL dudes they had? But I don't remember G5 teams being this uh, uh, past the eyeball test as far as these guys can play with the Power Five conferences. Cincinnati is loaded. I have never been a huge Ritter believer. But he sort of changed my mind as the season evolved and his game evolved last year. He's definitely improved. So I'm with Ritter. I'm with the Cincinnati team. They they have who is likely the best coach in the G5 bracket as well. The DC I mean, leaving just, is interesting, just, though. That, that is Marcus interesting. Marcus Freeman going to Notre Dame is something that you do want to pay attention to. Because Notre Dame, and Brian Kelly said this week, he basically said that Marcus Freeman's going to be the next coach in Notre Dame. Like he just had this throwaway comment in a thing where he goes, well, the next head coach here, Marcus Freeman. Like, Obviously, in that world, he is thought very highly yeah. of. And so yeah. you have these NFL-caliber guys, and he has been the D.C. the entire time Fickle was there. Interesting. Now, Fickle, defensive guy. Marcus Freeman, defensive guy. And obviously, this guy had his hands in everything there, and the defense has been phenomenal, fantastic talents that they have there. So I do See how that plays out. Yeah. What is yeah, going to yeah. happen there when you lose a guy and you have these veterans coming back? And it, now, this isn't the game that matters. No. What's cool about them this year is they have those P5 matchups. They're not going to be able to sit there at the end of the day and go, we didn't get respect. because You do get to play Notre Dame and Indiana. So you do get to play some nice teams. So they have their chances this year yeah if you're Cincinnati but I do wonder like is that I don't know anything about defensive coordinators but is this guy that impactful that if he leaves is there a bit of a step back for some guys and is this a terrible Mac team I don't I, I know they it's won a bad in 2019 team, right? right this is no. pretty good the last Mac time team. they played is the thing they, they were two won. and one they only played three games last year. okay so we don't know anything about them but they're, they're, but they're supposed Ball to be State they're supposed to be a pretty year. good Mac team this yeah year, I, would, right? like I would say in, in competition the, for the Mac championship type yeah, Mac top two or three teams okay Okay, They're so a good Mac team. And the, so, the yeah. quarterback, and, and I'm surprised bad. you, as the Mac representation in this trio, Absolutely. didn't know that. Yeah, and well, they have Mac Hippenhammer. The they've got Mac 
Hippenham. Oh no! Well, I'm back to my Mac depression. Pole. I'm back to my Mac depression. Every year that UB like just gets their team. Robbed, oh, I dropped a I big just nugget. Fall I, I just I forgot Mac to depression. say something that you were like. I don't know why you leave UB. None of these guys ever pan out other places. They leave and money. Fail. Yeah. When, oh. In the first matchup between these two have teams, you been 18... to the beautiful UB yeah. campus. I have eighteen eighty eight. Just chasing their dream, Dan. Dan, eighteen eighty eight. Dream job. First matchup Frickin between these two jobs. teams in eighteen eighty eight. Final score, 0-0. Zero, zero. That was something I wanted to work in here, so I was just going to force it in there no matter what. Oh. Is that that blood of 1800s? <laughs> so I'm taking Cincinnati easily in this game. They get things rolling here. Desmond Ritter yeah. is great. The defense shuts down Gabbert in Miami, Ohio. And, and, and Cincinnati is one of those teams that won't take their, their foot off the gas. They won't go, eh, we don't need style points. They will leave Do nothing they need style to points doubt. this year? I think they, they get to play at Notre Dame. They'll, and Indiana. That's going right. to be good for them. Overrated. Indiana. I got them. I, got I like a cover here. I got him covering. I'll take him Miami of Ohio. I cover. love it. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Miami okay. of Ohio they're, is going to cover. Good, good MAC team. They had so many games canceled. They only The three games they played, they were all early. But, again, they beat Ball State. Actually, Buffalo blew them out. Um, and they beat Akron. Who led the country in sacks per game last <laughs> year? Miami of Ohio. So look out. Okay. Oh, look out, Redder. Look out. Plus they Led got the country. Out. They got Roethlisberger coming no, they have off the Ivan edge Pace over there. <laughs> Ivan Pace Jr. He's got Jr. eligibility left. He's, he's, Ivan he's Pace Jr. at six got that nil money coming in. <laughs> Ivan Pace Jr. Six sacks in a game last year. Against he's got that nil money coming in. Uh, next uh, on this uh, on the line that we got. So we got uh, Cincinnati covers yes. the spread. Cincinnati Absolutely. covers the spread for Honey and Patron. DZ's got Miami, Miami of Ohio Ridiculous. losing but covering the, the 18 the and a half Miami points. Probably the best team back. in the country. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Kevin, you're going to get me that like oh, error sorry. message again. Jeez. Sorry, I'll be quiet. Stop being so excited. Um, Indiana is going to go Indiana's going to go to Iowa mm-hmm. where they do. are three and a half point favorites. Um, this has got to be this as is, exciting a second-tier game. Yeah, uh, Maybe not even a second-tier I don't game. even think it's a second-tier game. First I think game. This is a great game. I mean, this is a great match. It's in the 330 window, man. The, so, Indiana, so, the I mean, the, the questions, this is what's so great about week one of college football, too, because we don't get this with the NFL. The NFL has, like, mo- mostly, like, questions answered. You know most of the teams from the previous year. Then you get a couple preseason games, and you're like, I got it, I'm good. Indiana's got the questions with regards to replacing their running back. They bring in a USC guy. Panix is hurt. How healthy is he going to be? Iowa, who is just continuously Iowa on defense, is replacing a ton on defense. They have questions over on that side of the ball. And this is an Iowa Hawkeyes team. You played this game with Texas a couple weeks ago. We said, I know it's a dangerous game to play, but... This Iowa team is also one of those teams that was seven combined points away from an undefeated regular season division title and shot at the Big Ten Championship in 2020. Seven combined Iowa points. Iowa is a good team. And Kirk Ferenz is that sum of parts kind of guy who has been doing it longer and better than Harder. Fitzgerald. You know, yes. Longer, better, solid, yes. steady, solid, strong, solid. What an innuendo yes. tonight. Exactly. And, and so Kevin. Until part two. And Kevin, <laughs> three and a half is definitely not enough. <laughs> <won't> <laughs> I've got Iowa to cover against Indiana. My dark horse upstart from last year 
who I I still like him. I'm not disregarding Indiana this year. I'm coming back with Iowa bringing in what they do and what Kirk Friends does. This is a good game and what I it's not a second tier game for me. It's a marquee game for this you weekend. Cover? Cover or win outright? Win and cover. Iowa's gonna win and cover. Iowa's favored by That's three. That's right. Oh, Iowa's favorite, right? Oh, yeah, Iowa's, Iowa's favored, favored by three and a hook. I misread that. Yeah. Three and a hook. Yeah. For Iowa. That's why the Big Ten did it. These are huge matchups. You're going to watch these games. They made sure if you're a college football fan, you are watching the Big Ten this week. Yeah. No doubt about oh, it. it the, Big Ten, the Big Ten did this week about what we talked about in the Pac-12 uh, preview show, right? Where you go, you circle these games even though Ohio State's not playing in this game or this isn't the marquee of the marquee. It, it, maybe, maybe this does not have college football playoff implications. Maybe Indiana or Iowa are not teams it's a with college game. football playoff it's a CFP aspirations. Game. But it is, I mean, you've got to get these wins. You've got to get these crossover wins when you play these crossover teams because you're going to lose, you know, you're going to beat each other up when you get in your own division. So whoever wins these crossover games is going to be in the best spot to win their side of the division because yeah. the crossover counts. But you can still win out. But Iowa, so Iowa's going to do what Iowa does, and they're trying to get Tyler Goodson 400 yards on the ground with 76 carries. Run barely any place. Yeah, just run, run, run. Um, the Hoosier secondary, remember, they were their one weakness last year was their secondary, and they were giving up 240 yards per game last year in the air. So Spencer Petras, the, the QB from Iowa, he's going to have to shoulder the load here. I think he's going to throw the ball around. A little bit more so than than uh, they want to because that'll when be the, Iowa wants to the path of least resistance. You don't want him. He's the question mark on this team. You don't. Too. He's the question no, mark on this team. That's right? the biggest. He did fifty-seven percent of his passes last year. But that's that's no place to go. But biggest up. weakness. Oh so yeah. So they're gonna have to do it. You have to they're force Spencer Petras to beat you in these games. Yes. And and I think he can because that secondary is so weak from Indiana. Um, and then the other thing I'm looking at. Opening day games, offense always struggles. So in a tight game like this, I always bet on the better defense. Iowa clearly has the better defense. I like Iowa to win and cover. I'm with Patron. My man. Hennigan, before you tap into it, I got a cloud drop dip. A D- DC's bringing a big dog. Big dip game for He's my bringing man. A big guys. Big dip game. He's, he's making sure he checks Henny's boxes. I've got a, a upper away. pass. Three inches at a time. Upper and a half. Don't forget to hook. Don't forget the hook. The upper pass cloud drop double IPA. Henny, Indiana's going to go to Iowa. Tell us what's going to happen. Not only does Iowa have Nico Ragney, former Albany lacrosse commit, who's now a receiver for Iowa. Ooh, little ho- little ho- he is, uh, high school Connecticut. Lads. He's out in Connecticut. Yeah. He Did he go to the Daniel Hand? No, he's West Haven. He probably would have. West Haven? He, I could oh, see yeah, him being there, yeah. Right around the corner. Iowa has an Australian punter. Australian punter for Iowa. That sets him over the top. I'm with you guys. Iowa here wins. Bye. Henny. A touchdown. Henny's got the cover based upon a lacrosse player <laughs> and an Australian <laughs> punter. Yeah. Nobody, That's and I mean nobody analysis. in the country, has that type of well, analysis. Well, and Sam Laporta. Great tight end, but I'm going with <laughs> that analysis. Okay, look, we are up against it on this program, and I know that DZ wants to talk about Penn State University. I'm going to let my man do his thing. Final game on part one of the 14-pack episode is Penn State 
at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is favored by four and a half. I do not believe that Penn State has their answer at quarterback. I do believe that Graham Mertz <laughs> will will <laughs> round back into form Jamie? as to as to what he did at the beginning opening of the season. As, as yep, he he's, he does opening day miracles. I've got Wisconsin winning and covering in Madison. It's a hard place to play, but I want to give you more time. I'm I'm done. That's all I got to say. I got Wisconsin covering. Just based on the quarterback plays, there, there, there's a whole lot else to be covered here. But I'll let you dudes do it because uh, Graham Mertz with that Transformers-esque nil logo brand is going to bring it. Yeah. So we, Penn State has, <laughs> yeah. has two clear weaknesses uh, on their team. One of them you already touched on, the quarterback position. That's, that's a big question mark for me. The other one is the defensive line. Uh, they lost two NFL guys. Um, they also lost. They had a really good Adissa uh, uh, Isaac, who was supposed to be a really promising one of their best defensive linemen. He's out with a, I think, a lower body injury, lower leg injury. Um, they got a good tra- uh, Temple transfer, uh, who who's going to be starting for them. But the problem is, you know, they're up against. Wisconsin and a power run game. So the last thing you want to have going into that game on the road in Wisconsin is questions at defensive line. I, I think they got the linebacker skill to to make up for some of that, but that's going to be the real tough part for me. Like I, it, as much as I want to say Clifford is going to be better, and I I do like Mike Yursich. I think he is the guy. He's a great offensive coordinator. He's done great things at Oklahoma State. Um, Clifford to, you know, not to be a Clifford apologist because, you know, the, the Kinder brothers ripped my head off for yeah. that. But he I watched has, him almost try to do that once. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, I believe. It was after a win. In, <laughs> that was after they beat Michigan. Yeah. Um, I think this is his third offensive coordinator in as many years. That's tough. So he just can't, for, for a guy that struggles with the mental side of the game and the decision making, and he's trying to process all this information and learn new offenses every year. Um, you're just seeing that struggle yeah. on the field. I don't think he just struggles with the mental aspect of it, though. I just don't believe in him as a consistent passer. I, I mean, I think he's... His he's downfield a, passing is he's, very questionable. He's a poor man's Trace McSorley. I mean, he's he's doing the same things that Trace McSorley was doing, just not as well. So if you had problems... Dawson, that's pretty cool. call him a poor man's Will Levis. If, <laughs> and we'll, we'll see how Kentucky ouch, does this. Ouch. Kentucky's going to It's interesting, though, because... It's going to be terrible. Kentucky's Kentucky every year. That's one of the best coaching jobs anybody's done. Is yeah. You 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 pull out bowl games when you're at Kentucky at the SEC. Just your schedule sucks. But anyways, um, they've got to have options over there though behind him if he's not the guy. If Sean Clifford's not the guy, they, they have they options. Have... I mean, I mentioned the VLU kid in the Big Ten, you know, preview, and then you mentioned another kid that they have as Robinson. well. Yeah, and I think he's number two on the depth chart. But they're both have. Very little experience, and James Franklin was a quarterback at Stroudsburg, and he is like committed to a guy. He remembers when he was a quarterback, he didn't like any question marks. He wants a guy to be comfortable that he has the job and not looking over his shoulder all the time. He he feels like that's a big thing, and he said that publicly. And I think that's one of the reasons why he hasn't sworn off Clifford or gone in another direction because he he wants to give his guy who he thinks is the better guy. You know the chance to show his stuff. So you agree with him? Penn State wins. 
I, I would love because as you know, I'm going to the the whiteout, the Penn State Auburn game, like two weeks after that, and I would love an undefeated Penn State game going mm. team going into that game. Pick with your heart, DZ. Pick with your heart. <sighs> you got to pick with your brain. I I think they lose this. I think they lose this game to Wisconsin, um, but I'll take them to cover, lose and cover. Lucky right, don't hedge us. your bets. Don't hedge your bets. Either no, it's going to be a close game. Dave, this lucky for you, I'm going to pick with my brain. And Penn State's winning this game. Sean Clifford Ooh. is the man to be the quarterback here. Okay, I'm they emotionally return, hedging too. They return emotional <laughs> hedge is important. Are you? That's smart. I am. All right, well I done. What would you pay for them to win this game? Yes. Yeah, my man. Yeah. You bring your top two tacklers back. Noah Kane. Devin Ford, Kayvon Lee, running backs stacked at this place. Dotson, phenomenal wide receiver. And the secondary for Penn State is silly. They're so good. They're good. That, that secondary Penn you know, State. Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter Jr., Castro Fields. You bring over Johnny Dixon from South Carolina. I love South Carolina corners. If you can play corner at South Carolina, come to my team. Yeah. And then you bring in Kalen King, a four-star recruit, to play corner also. Brisker? So yeah, you're... They're going to want to throw the ball for Murray. Like, he's going to want to throw the ball. He's going to want to do his thing. He's been, look at me, right? I'm going to, like, get my NIL Crazy. money. They, they're going to butter their bread with Jalen Burger. He's going to want to throw the ball. Yeah. You remember opening weekend? He doesn't get to he's, call the plays. They're going to put the ball in the air, and it's going to be plays. a mistake. Burger. If it's in they're the air, it's a five-yard little tight end yeah. slant. He's gonna, they're going to be too confident. They're going to be too confident thinking this is what this kid can do. He can throw the ball around. Penn State is going to make them pay. Penn State is winning this game. They will be 2-0 going into week three as Auburn comes in and get a chance at an SEC team. You think, yeah. you think that's what would help the Mertz brand is to air the ball out. Yes. And that's what's number one. Mertz does it in Mertz's mind. GM. Yeah, the main thing is I have a logo. I have a logo. You know who doesn't have a logo is some guy who hands the ball off. That's true. He doesn't get logos. So they've been practicing all the time. He's He's got this audible out of run plays. Yeah, they're going to give him, he's going to be able to come up, he's going to check two, he's going to be up there yelling, whatever, Omaha, (laughs) Omaha. And then he's going to throw the ball and Castro Fields is, boom, pick six. (laughs) So I'm taking Penn State in this game. This game is Freaking noon on Fox. <laughs> like every Big Ten game I want to watch. Yes. Noon yeah. on Fox. So we got to negotiate that at home. Yeah. But I'll work on it. Got a couple days. Negotiate. Uh, <laughs> he's so going home and doing State. dishes immediately. Yeah. He's, he's, he's pulling dishes no, you know what I do? out of the cabinet, dirtying them. And Between then me and you, them. Dan, I order stuff that I have to put together. On days of big Saturdays. Oh, that's. Cool. I'm like, oh, you know, we should get a probably. I think the kids need a new dresser. I don't know, somebody hit it with a hammer, it's broken, we should probably somebody get a new dresser. <laughs> and then I order a new dresser that arrives on Saturday, and then after some soccer voice of games, I'm like, I should probably put the dresser together. Yeah. It's noon. Just yeah. file that one away. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Voice, uh, I just we say, all know, doesn't open on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. No, I'm just saying for many. Not everybody has yeah. to know that. Yeah. Okay. okay. I just hear, what are you doing? And I say, I'm watching football. <laughs> Anyways. Tell so man does it. Penn State plus four and a half at Wisconsin. Give me Penn State plus four and a half. I'm big on Penn Winning State. Winning outright or just? Yeah, Penn State wins this game. Absolutely, Penn State wins this game. The the Sean Clifford hate needs to go away. He did, but you didn't have the. I'm I'm emotionally hedging. He, he did, but you doing. didn't have the. He knows what I'm doing. I'm emotionally hedging. He, he did, but you didn't have the and here. hook to do. You didn't have the and hook to no, do it. No. It was only a You four give and me half four and a half, pointer. I'm a happy man. <laughs> Solid episode. <laughs> Come back for pick? part two. Did you pick that game? Yeah, I took Wisconsin to cover. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Were you not listening? <laughs> Probably. I do that all the time. <laughs>
All right, that is all we have for this evening. Come back, check us out on uh, part two of this 14-pack. Can we say can we say the cornucopia of games? Kevin? Love it. Can we? Can I use that word? Cornucopia of games. As, as always, you can check us out on Spotify. Thank you, uh, Anchor, Stitch, anywhere uh, podcasts are found. Thank you to our breweries tonight. We had in house for this opening night of Vermont Week. We had Foley Brothers Brewing Company, Prospect Imperial India IPA, uh, India Pale Ale, and we had the Upper Pass. Cloud Drop Double IPA, both fantastic, both delicious, both checking the Hannigan ABV boxes. That is all we have for tonight. Come back, part two, coming at you next. From Henny, DZ, I am Dan Patron, and this has been the two drink minimum. I wouldn't show up with anything under seven when I'm bringing beers. That's, thank you. That's a Henny rule. Cheers.